Yeah! It is either talently or the first stages or the last stages of an eating disorder. One one or the other, where everything that I see is put through the prism of, could I eat that or not? It's it's one thing or the other. I can't figure it out. I think it could be both. I think you're <laughs> talented and you have an eating disorder. I think there's <laughs> probably a combination of the two there. Uh, I, by the way, I'll take that. As long as it's just not the uh, the, the eating disorder alone, I'm fine with the rest of it. The, the rest of it, it sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah, you know, Trav, um, I don't know where Chris is going to go in a lot of these opens, but I liked this one this morning because there was a moment yesterday where you were kind of giving – I'm like, wait, what was he doing here? Why is he going back 15 years? What? How is he bringing in Taco Bell? And you, you found a way to – kind of merged the two together and by the time you were done with your story I knew then that the Lakers window was not fully closed you made your point you made there's a lot of guys trying to get through that window the window's still open but when everybody's trying to go through it at the same time you know who who knows who gets we that's one of the things I know we want to talk about today that the idea of look you imagine next year well, this is the weirdest season ever, right? Yeah, I know yeah. that last season felt like the, the super weird one because of the pandemic and the bubble, and, and, and it was. Yep. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. But this one, think about it. Lakers out in the first round. I, I know that they were the seventh seed, but not really, right? The Nets were the team that was the super team. They're the number two. They're out in the second round. The number one seed, Philly, out in the second round. Number one seed in the West, Utah. I, the whole thing is just inside out and upside down. I don't think uh, – by the way, I, I kind of have a feeling, and Clippers got the Suns tonight. I, I got a feeling that it's going to kind of be this way the rest of the way. We're just going to have no idea. You know, it, it, it's not even – you can't even take game to game. Clippers are a perfect example. Do you know what to expect from the Clippers any given night? I have no <laughs> – I have no idea what to expect from them, right? And this was – when they had Kawhi, when they didn't have Kawhi, it, it's – Every single night, I have no idea what to expect from them. That's kind of been the NBA so far through these playoffs. None of it makes any sense no. with the Clippers in particular. And and you know we'll we'll start right there. I guess that I have no idea what's going to happen tonight because I didn't think that they'd win without Kawhi. They won two in a row. I didn't think that they would find themselves in an O two hole, and they were. I didn't think that they'd fall behind Dallas O two and win the series, and they did. I just I have given up on trying to figure out what these guys are going to do next because they they they're different. They they all of a sudden just became a different group of guys that they're resilient. They knock down big shots. They don't seem to rattle. They don't seem to panic. Paul George looks comfortable in all of these positions. I have no idea what's going to come out tonight. All I know is Kawhi's not playing. Doesn't look like Chris Paul's going to play. Yeah, and the two best out. players on these teams are on the rack. Yeah, I, I uh, we we got a everything kind of happened so quick. So Friday you got Clippers that they, they come back from twenty five down against Utah, and before you knew it, it's a Sunday afternoon game. There's a new series that started, right? right. So it's like you really didn't get a chance to comprehend what happened because it was a brand new matchup, and it was literally it felt like uh, less than uh, forty eight hours later. So I say that because this will be game two, and I think. People have got a chance to kind of soak in this series a little bit more. You you know, okay, the chances of Kawhi coming back, uh, we'll find out. We'll wait and see. There's been nothing said on Chris Paul. So I think we'll actually get some good basketball tonight. But this is – Trav, I know we do this in sports talk radio. You know, teams fall. If if, if they go down 0-2, is this it? I mean, is this a must win kind of – you can't really say that about the Clippers. I mean, if they lose – if they lose – Tonight in Phoenix, and they're down 0-2, it's no different than the first two rounds that they won unless you see something different. I, I, I don't see uh, – put it this way. If the Clippers won tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. If they lost tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. Either way, uh, if Clippers 
fall 0-2, uh, I'm not sitting here thinking that the series would be over. Well, I'm not going to say it's over because I thought that that's been over twice before and it wasn't. Here, Here's the biggest difference, though. Yeah. The other guys, right? That's the biggest difference. Phoenix is damn – Phoenix has won eight playoff games in a row. You know how hard that is to do? <laughs> that doesn't happen. They won three in a row against the Lakers. They won four in a row against Denver. And That's they beat right. the Clippers in the opening game. They've won That's eight right. playoff games in a row. They are screaming hot right now. That that's this isn't oh well Luca got going and won a couple of games. This isn't yeah. Donovan Mitchell went bananas for a couple of games and and won some. This is the Suns are just really good. And look, I still think the Lakers beat the Suns if Anthony Davis is right, if LeBron James is right. But I feel a lot less confident in saying that out loud than I did two weeks ago. The Suns, there's nothing weird about the Suns other than they're very very good. Well, they've benefited too. That's the reality. So they benefited that Anthony Davis was out for the Lakers. They benefited that Jamal Murray was out for the Denver Nuggets, which, by the way, you and I were talking about even before the playoffs started, the way things were lining up for the Lakers. What we keep saying? Hey, you just get past the Suns. You're punching your ticket to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. But Phoenix has taken advantage of some things, and you know they they might they might be the beneficiary again of a series where another team's not full strength, even though Clippers have shown that. They could still win some ball games, whether Kawhi's there or not. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests on the show today appear via the Goodyear hotline. It, it, it comes down to Devin Booker, right? And, and here's something that started making the rounds yesterday. Stephen A. kind of threw Devin it out in the universe. Booker. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. And can, can I just say this? And this isn't a Stephen A. thing for me specifically, but just a general sports fan you thing for these, me. You love don't you? You Why do love we do these? this? Why do we do why why do we have to make the next really good player into the second coming of the previous really good player? First of all, Kobe Bryant is unique. Kobe Bryant was one of the greatest players of all time. Yep. Kobe Bryant was relentlessly competitive to the point of almost, you know, obsession being just pathologically driven to win basketball games. We're not getting another Kobe Bryant. They don't come around every couple of years. What Devin Booker is is a great player who's playing great and has his team in a position to go to the finals for the first times since Charles Barkley was playing in the league. Why isn't that good enough? Why do we have to make him the next Kobe? Because A, he's not, and B, it's unfair to Devin Booker. You know what they could say? I think you could make the argument and you could say his skill set, the way he plays his style, his footwork, his form. You can make comparisons there, right? Like you could you could kind of sit back and look at Devin Booker and just say, "Man, that jumper, that fadeaway baseline jumper, that's Kobe-esque. Like that looks like Kobe. You can do that stuff." But you want to compare Devin Booker. You want to say he's the next Kobe in his first freaking playoff run he's never been right. in the this is his first playoff run right um has he been fantastic in the playoffs so far of course he has the triple double that he had 40 plus whatever he had in game one he's been amazing fantastic have you looked at kobe bryant's resume have you looked at <laughs> what kobe bryant accomplished over his 20 years i'm with you trap the only person and there's actually a good piece on espn i watched it yesterday um wilbon i want to say it was wilbon and uh and devin booker and um, Book is talking about his moment with Kobe Bryant uh, the last time the Lakers play the Suns and how Kobe Bryant tells Book right after the game, hey, come meet me in the back. Let's let's have a, a conversation. What he thought would be a couple minutes of an interview ended up being 15 or 20 minutes. 20 minutes. He tells him, be legendary. That's kind of like the quote that he gives him. Devin Booker ends up getting it tattooed on his arm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Booker, the, the the piece of Kobe for Devin Booker, you could tell Devin Booker that's his idol. So there's a lot of there's a lot of I I think and this isn't just for Devin Booker. Current NBA players that are motivated by Kobe, right? But why we got to compare them? And that, no that's need to it. Compare it, them. It feels like we're doing both guys a disservice. That that's the part that I don't like about it because Devin Booker is not going to measure up to Kobe Bryant. Very, very, very few NBA players are. I mean, and, and, and can, I, can I just say this, Trev? There's so many things that factor into you know Kobe was also on arguably the greatest organization in sports that all they cared about was winning. Do you think of that when you think of the Phoenix Suns? I mean, a lot of things got to line up to have those type of comparisons. Compare their game. Don't say he's the next Kobe. Yeah, you could say he reminds me a little bit of this guy or his game, like you are saying, is a little similar to this guy. But look, Kobe, like you said, the resume speaks for itself. But the attitude, and look, Devin Booker is cold-blooded. It's Devin Booker is a bad he, man. He has Absolutely. not blinked once in this whole thing. He's had he had one of the games against the, the Lakers where he wasn't very good, but that's just basketball, right? You're yep. going to have one here and there that isn't very good, and he came back right after that and has been lights out. But it just feels like now, because that gets said out loud, now you're saying, well, Booker isn't this, 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 and this, and it's not fair to him. He's only he's been here thirty seconds in the grand scheme of things, yep. right? He's brand new to this. Where Kobe went around the block twenty times, played mm-hmm. twenty seasons. I just the comparisons like that always make me want to smack my head on the deck because it just seems like both guys are getting the short end of the stick. Booker's getting it because he, he you can't live up to that, right? If somebody said, you know, um, Slee, you know what, you you you're a lot like Howard Stern. Okay, good luck with that. Good luck with that. And it's just doesn't mean that Howard is bad. doesn't mean that you're good. It just means that, that that's a comparison that's completely ridiculous. I'm with you on it. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, let's pump the brakes here a little bit. You know, it, you know to say – I'll go back to this. It's very common in sports where we compare athletes to athletes, right? That's part of our kind of analysis of um, – yeah, it's another good example. You know, we're going to talk a little bit later about – statues outside of uh, Staples Center. Staples, yeah, sure. Right, and we're going to talk about the criteria of it, and I'm going to mention kind of that was part of the conversation for Lakers talk yesterday. And we're going to compare LeBron's career with some of those other Laker greats, right? We're going to do that. We compare them that way. But it's a whole other thing when, you know, you, you say that that's the next Phil Jackson, and he's in his first playoff round, right? Like, it's the first time he's ever <laughs> took a team to the playoffs. It, sure. It's I'm just kind of trying to think, like, that's the next Tom Brady, but it's his <laughs> first time he's ever been in the playoffs, and he's in round three, right? Like, he's in the NFC Championship or AFC mm-hmm. Championship. Um, there is something to it being a disservice. It's a compliment. It's an incredible compliment to the player, but I'm with you that we should pump the brakes on a lot of stuff because if Devin Booker, if they get eliminated by the Clippers in round one, which could very well happen – What's the conversation next going to be? Like, all of a sudden now, did we raise these standards of Devin Booker in his first playoff run ever that were probably unfair? That's a great point because, look, the Suns are in a good spot. They got a chance to go up 2-0 tonight, and they're they're two series away from winning their first ever NBA championship, which would be incredibly significant. Sure. They're also four losses away from being right back in the middle of the pack in the Western Conference like we started on the show today. Coming when this season ends, see here, here here's what it is: Atlanta, Milwaukee, the Clippers, and the Suns. 
I called it. By the way, in preseason, I said those are the final four. They've got a clear deck, right? One of those guys is leaving with one, and they're going to feel real good about it. The other three are right back into the pot with everybody else, and that pot has some monsters in it, right? This is one of these things that if you go back into the pool in the Western Conference, Lakers are going to be better. Warriors are going to be better. Nuggets are going to be better. This, the the Clippers will or be just better. healthy, right? Like right, better just and healthy. All of the above. Mm-hmm. The Nets were the deadlock cinch to come out of the Eastern Conference. They're out in the second damn round. So this is whether you're the Suns, whether you're the Clippers, whether you're any of these teams. Get you your better take advantage of this. Get your championship now, because I, I, let me say this: if you're Giannis, Ooh. you might never have a chance at this again. Okay. No. And if if you're the Clippers, I think this is a little bit different with the Clippers because I think if the Clippers, let's say, didn't win and Kawhi is not there, um, they're a powerhouse next year too. Like they got something to build off of. They do, Trap. They do. They, I know well, the look I, no, on your face eh, there is uh, eh. is a little – if they had Kawhi, if they had Kawhi. Not a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they, they're, they have a shot like other teams do. They will never have another shot like this where the deck has been cleared for them, right? Even yeah, without they're, Kawhi. They're not – they're not – there are certain teams we're going to walk into next year, and I know a lot's going to have to change. I mean, the Lakers got to have a good offseason. A lot has to happen. And, and when the dust settles and we're sitting here in mid-October and we're about to start the season and we kind of know, okay, where everybody is, I, I know that there'll be a few teams that stand out. There's tiers, right? We, we would say it this year in the NBA – the Lakers were on a tier, and Brooklyn were probably on their own tier, and Clippers were trying to kind of get up to that tier, but we didn't know until the playoffs started. I think Clippers will be there, but you think Atlanta's going to be back in the Eastern Conference Finals next year? I don't think any of these teams could you – You might be right. Yeah, you might be right. Any of these four teams – think about this for a second. The four teams we're looking at right now, uh-huh. if all four of them lost in the first round of the playoffs next year, would you be surprised? I mean, genuinely surprised? I wouldn't. There's Clippers, because, I would be surprised. No, think Dallas has nearly gotten them two years in a row. That's right. That's a good point. I mean, they, they, it, it, it's not Dallas, it's yeah. not like they're just blowing through the first round and are struggling with the second. They've had nip and tuck games every single time. It could be a matchup where they're playing the Warriors in the first round and, and Golden State. Or the Nuggets again. Or the Mavericks again. Or yeah. Damian Lillard. Who knows what they do up in Port? I mean, there is no easy matchup. There Basically, is no easy get matchup. your championship now because if you don't get it this year, uh, you might not get it. Giannis keeps coming into my mind like, Giannis, if you don't get it, you, you might not, not have an opportunity here moving forward. I think it's true for all. Which brings us to this question, Slee. Yeah. Of all of these teams that are going into next year, let's already fast forward to next year. Mm-hmm. Who does have the most to lose? Who does have the most pressure on them going into next season? Because the Lakers have to be very close to the top of that list. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. And the- are you a barefoot guy, Slee? Do you go around barefoot? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When I go grocery shopping, I never wear shoes or sandals. 
<laughs> you get on an airplane, first thing you do is pop those shoes and socks off, and hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. I'm out. No, when I go through when I go through security, the moment I take my shoes off, there they're not coming back. <laughs> they never go that's back it. on. I like no, it. No, that's it. I go. That's a power move. My my children basically don't wear shoes anywhere they go. Like <laughs> they're all either teenagers or full blown adults. Okay. And every time it's like, hey, do you have your shoes? Like they're three years old. Like we we're actually going to go into a restaurant. Do you have a pair of shoes that you can uh, wear into the restaurant? Yeah, nothing like walking around a restaurant carpet <laughs> with just your your shoes off. Wait, By first way, of all, okay, wait, wait, let me let me let me get this. How you feeling over there? Terrible. Okay, so what's the deal here? You got to understand. I, I got to fill me in on what's going on in, in your world. Well, so on Saturday, I think yeah. I, I told you guys I went and played in a little Father's Day golf tournament that I do with mm-hmm. some friends in the neighborhood, and it's something I look forward to every year. And about halfway through, I got just. Uh, like I was going to be sick, right? And so I came home and shut it down, went to bed at 7 o'clock on a Saturday, laid on the couch all day Father's Day on Sunday, didn't move, didn't eat, just mm-hmm. laid there like a bump on a log. Felt a little bit better yesterday, and now I've just dropped right back into back. the middle of it. Don't I look really? pretty good, don't I? I mean, I, I look fresh as a daisy, right? I mean, just we crisp should. and clean and ready to go. I think we should actually the station photos. I think we should take them right now. Like I think you should have headshots uh, right now. Someone should come in and just take some photos of you, <laughs> and we'll use it on the website. I haven't combed my hair in a couple of days. I haven't you're shaved fine. in longer yeah, than that. Good. I'm I'm ready to tap the bat. This is this is about. And oh, by the way, one of the other kids went down last night too. With the uh, that's always fun. The two a.m. Yeah, I just barfed. Yeah, sweet. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Geez. You're 15. Just go back to bed. You'll survive. I promise you'll still be here in the morning. Please leave me alone. That, uh, <laughs> wait. Go. Go tell your mother. Okay, I got. <laughs> I got a qu- Go tell your mother. That's awesome. <laughs> I got a question for you. Have you been going into? Um, have you gone into a Starbucks lately? Anything like that? Yeah. I mean, not in the last three days because I haven't eaten anything. But yeah, before that, yes. Mask coming with you or no? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. So. I I always I, I've got I've gotten in the habit now where I always have one on me. First of all, because yep. I always leave them in the pockets of my shorts. Yeah. So I, every pair of clothing I own has several masks in the pocket mm-hmm. by now. But I I feel really weird not having it on. I find myself putting it on until I get into the place and realize that I'm the only one, and then I take it off. Let me tell you something. Uh, brand new world for me started yesterday. Walked into Starbucks and I'm like. Ah. Gosh, dang it. It was actually right after we did our prep. I go get a cup of coffee from Starbucks. And I'm like, I don't have my freaking mask. I don't even know where my mask is. Look at the sign. It says, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask. Yeah, I get that. And I've seen but, that but sign let me, too. Let me, let me say this. Let me say yeah. this. So I walk in. I'm the only one without a mask on. <laughs> so, like, the sign Maybe. is there. The sign tells me, hey, if you're vaccinated, and I'm fully vaccinated, past the two-week thing, all that stuff, right? right. Got both shots. If you're vaccinated, you're good to go. And I walked in like as if I had my shirt off, right? Like I, you know, we talk about you and I haven't worn tank top since high school. I right. felt like I, I felt like I had my shirt off walking in, like grabbing a cup of coffee, basically. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get kicked out. Like, bro, put your shirt on. But no, this is this is kind of the the new world here. It's weird. It's gonna take a minute to get used to it. I, I yeah, it's uh, sprouts, no I, mask. I'm vaxxed up myself. I've had it, but I just don't feel comfortable. And the the lady at the grocery store the other day tells me, you know, you don't need to have that on if you've had your shots. I'm like, well, I have, but I don't really trust everyone else. I, I don't you, trust everyone else whisper, to follow the rules. Did you whisper in her ear and just say? That's what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah that, that's how they get you, 
right? That's always one of my, that's how they get you. That's He's how like, it works. Sir, just grab your milk and eggs. Let's let's keep <laughs> yeah, it moving. Keep, here. Let's keep, keep it, moving. it moving. Keep it. So, oh, this was fun. So, real <laughs> last one. Um, I had to go to the store on Thursday because my oldest son got knocked down by this stomach thing that's going around. Here's yeah. what was in my cart: applesauce, mm-hmm. Pedialyte, bananas, graham crackers, and saltines. That's what and 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 so we're going through, and the lady says, "Oh man, I'm really sorry." I said, "Yep," and it's going to go through the whole house. That is the biggest tell shopping cart in the history of the world. That is the stomach flu special. They should sell yeah. all those things together on an end cap, where you can just I'll pick take- them up in a in a basket. Like you don't have to go to the different aisles. Just can I have the uh, stomach flu package, please? Can we just put this saltines and the Ritz and the Pedialyte and the bananas get, and the uh, applesauce a together? Sprite and some crackers. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Is uh, that is, is that kind of funny? You know, you have to buy all the uh, all the prescriptions, or you, you're going to get Tylenol all that stuff. Bro, crackers should be on display there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, crackers and, and Gatorade. A Gatorade or Sprite yeah. right? should be on display there. I'll take Gatorade and Tylenol and bananas. That's it. Nothing else. All right. Um. So. The four teams that are left, Slee, yeah. uh, the Clippers are probably the one team that you could look at and say, yeah, I'm not shocked that they're in the Final Four. Maybe Milwaukee, too. But they're not heavy favorites either. So the question I have, you got Brooklyn, you've got the Lakers, you've got the Warriors that are going to be better. Clay's going to be coming back for the Warriors. Let's, you've stay, got let's Jam- stay, stay just in the West. Okay? Yeah, Jamal Murray so, so coming back. Denver with Jamal Murray, the Warriors with Clay Thompson and whatever moves they make or whatever they do. The Utah Jazz were the number one seed and was eliminated, right? The Lakers with Anthony Davis, LeBron James go down the list. Um, I don't know if you want to throw these teams in there, but I'll just, you know, Sam. Suns had a good season. They're still in it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to expect to be back in the mix. Blazers are trying to figure things out, but that's another team there. Clippers and another team. I just named six, seven teams off where the expectations for all those teams – yeah, you got to at least get to the second or third round. So third. that's just third. the Western Conference. Okay? Yeah. The the East, throw it back to what you just said. Nobody's going to expect – if Brooklyn again doesn't win a championship next year, what's the conversation going to be like about KD and Kyrie and James, James Harden? James Harden. I know they got to be healthy. I, I get all that. But the the pressure is only mounting for a number of teams going into next season. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here it is, Slee. Sixers. All, all of those teams. Sixers, for sure. They, they Celtics, might have to dump one Heat. of their best players. Mm-hmm. Nobody has more pressure on them than the Lakers. Nobody. For, for two reasons. Number one, they're the Lakers. That's yeah. always that, – that, they're, they're just different than everybody else because their bar is championship or bust. And then number two, LeBron's age. That every season that goes by is another season where the the likelihood of LeBron James turning turning into a human being and not being a superhero like he's been for the first seventeen years becomes more realistic, right? That look, I think all of us, all NBA fans, yep. if we would have rewound the tape eight years ago, and we would have been talking about LeBron, it would have been, hey, look, LeBron's probably got three or four excellent years left, sure. and then after that, I don't know. Well, we're three or four years past the three or four years, and he's still that guy. And I still think that he's going to be that guy, and I think that his decline, when it comes, will be fairly subtle. I don't think it's going to be a cliff, but it's there. It's going to be there, and and they're, they're the only team that we're talking about in this mix where their very best player is closer to 40 than 30. 
Okay, that 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 is a thing that only the Lakers have to deal with. And then your second best player has a history of getting hurt. So it puts an incredible amount of pressure on those two guys to A, play incredibly well past an age where most people do, and B, do something that hasn't happened all that that often, and that's stay healthy for an entire season. All right, let, let me play it this way. If the Lakers came back with the same roster, for the most part, mm-hmm. and the Brooklyn Nets came back with the same roster, for the most part, and kind of go down the list of a lot of these teams bringing back, which is not going to be the case, okay? I don't know if you could say the Lakers will have – I think for us, sitting in Los Angeles, there's always an incredible amount of pressure on the Lakers. Um, but that 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 roster's got to improve. I mean, I, I, I get the whole Anthony Davis has got to be healthy – LeBron's got to be healthy. I get all that, but this is critical that the offseason, you walk in thinking to yourself, they're on par with the Brooklyn Nets or they're better than the Brooklyn Nets. Trav, there's a lot of pressure in, in Brooklyn. So as much Tons. as we want to sit here in L.A., as much as you know, we want to say, well, you know, if it's not a championship, it's a bu-, as much as we want to do that. And you, the strongest point I think you made was the pressure really comes from well, how many more years do you have with LeBron? How many more chances do you have with LBJ? So I think all of that mounts. But you don't think there's pressure on KD, James Harden, and, 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 I, and Kyrie there's Irving? Sleep. There's pressure on those guys for sure. I, I get that. But the pressure that gets heaped on LeBron And James, Lakers got one already with LeBron and Anthony Davis? Look at, the, look at the, the conversation we had yesterday. Look at the conversation we had yesterday about LeBron getting a statue. And Laker fans are still like, yeah, show me. The, the, the pressure that comes for it's, – it's a double whammy because, A, Lakers – That's just a B, different talk. That's a Le, different conversation. It, it, it is, but they go together. They're, they're different, but they're, they're neighbors, right? They, they go together because LeBron is held to such a different standard than everyone else. Very few Laker fans are looking at LeBron and saying, well, we already got one. It's all gravy from here. Almost nobody is looking at it like that. Everybody's looking at it. Okay, you got one. Now what? And so you got your one. Here's the other thing. You, the other two seasons, well, you got hurt, didn't make the playoffs. The other one is your best uh, teammate got hurt, and you got bounced in the first round. That's unique to the Lakers. That's unique to LeBron. Most most teams, look, nobody's blowing up KD and saying, well, you should have done it. They do that with LeBron. They, they only do that with LeBron, right? No one is looking at the other teams that have been eliminated. Nobody looks at Damian Lillard and says, well, do it yourself. You're a superstar. Nobody does that to that guy. They only do it to LeBron. You know what? I, I thought of you coupled, I think it was yesterday, conversation between who's still the best player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And it was on first take, Kellerman mm-hmm. and, uh, and Stephen A. And, uh, and it was, okay, the conversation about Kevin Durant after losing game seven at home and he airballs that three. And KD, listen, let me be very, very clear. KD was ridiculous. Ridiculous in the playoffs, doing everything on his own, carrying the. I mean, think about this. The uh, Kellerman had a great point that he actually has more respect for KD after losing that series to the Nets, or I'm sorry, that uh, after losing that series, than he does when he was winning with the Golden State Warriors because they were such locks to win. Like there mm-hmm. was there that wasn't a surprise or a shock. But the storyline that came out of that game was KD. Look how great he is this. Imagine if LeBron airballed that three. My man, you and I both know this. The the storylines would be so much different about LeBron James than it was about KD. I don't think you've given nearly enough credit to my Buffalo Bill voice. I think that you've uh, been kind of sleeping on that one. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I could see you at the grocery store. Which grocery store do you go to? I'm an Albertsons guy. I could see you walking into Albertsons. Uh, hey, guys, starving. What aisle are the saltines at? <laughs> really just trying to get a good meal in today. Uh, here's a question. Other you're than kinda, you're, when you're you went to get through this, huh? Uh, yeah, it's, look, I'm trying to pretend it's not happening, but it's happening. I'm That's trying okay. to talk myself a, out of it. Yeah, we could be on. You have you good. ever eaten saltines when you didn't have the stomach flu? Has other maybe you go have some soup with your grandma back in 1973, and she'd give you a few. But <laughs> other than that, has anyone ever eaten saltines if they weren't ill? You know the crackers you get two for soup, right? <laughs> the clubs. Yeah. Anybody saying? Can I just get the? Throw a couple of those crackers here while I'm waiting. Sir, you didn't even hey, order uh, soup. Here's something that's never been said. Hey, uh, honey, I'm going to run to the store. You want anything? Yeah, just grab me a few boxes of saltines. Just something to nibble on during the game. <laughs> that's never been said. Like, you know, potato chips or tortilla chips or, you know, uh, the, sure, right? You know, Cheetos, Fritos, whatever it might be. Well, people but, want Ritz. Hey, you know what? Got, hey, my, the boys are coming over. Can you put out some saltines? <laughs> Is that, don't, don't has forget, that ever been said? Don't, don't forget the saltines, babe. Don't forget. Well, people want Ritz. Saltines. <laughs> Ritz, Ritz aren't Ritz got a I will not flavor to them. I was like, going to say, yeah. Ritz tastes it's a little bit almost the same thing. No, 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 is, no, no. Saltines, saltines are like chalk. Is, no, it, it's literally the same thing they use for drywall. <laughs> you could put up you could put up layers of a home with saltines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I punched a hole in the garage wall. That's okay. There's a box of saltines over there. Just put them over there, get the patch trowel and yeah, smooth it, it out and you'll be fine. You'll be good to go. Yeah, no, Salt, saltines punch is, is punch an amazing. Is disparaging Ritz is a is amazing, a bad look for you, Funch. I'm just telling sal- you. Saltines is amazing snack. Crackers a cracker. When you're sick, okay, uh, saltines guys is are like coming the over. Greatest. Get uh, some ginger ale and saltines. Just get the barf package, and we'll uh, we'll have them come over, and uh, everybody will be everybody will be all right. All right. So the question put yeah. out, uh, the station put it out. Right now that the uh, Lakers are out, who are you rooting for now? It's in the playoffs. The four teams that are left: Suns, Clippers, Bucks, and Hawks. And so far, the the leader is the Suns. The Suns have a little bit more than forty percent of the vote. The Bucks are second, a little, a little bit, bit more of a than thirty percent of the vote. A little, little surprise of uh, the Suns. I, I think because I'm, I'm going to try to decode this really quickly, and then I want to yep. read some of these responses because I think they're funny. I think the reason it's the Suns is I, I, I subscribe to this, and maybe some other people do too. If I'm going to get knocked out, I want you to go win the whole thing because I want to have lost to the best team. 
I think I, I, that makes me feel a little better about getting beat if I lost to the very best team. If I lose to a guy and then he goes out in the next round, that means I really suck. Right, so I I, I kind of subscribe to that. The Bucks, Giannis is a big star, I, so I get kind of why they're number two. Can I say two. something real quick on the Suns because I get that perspective of. And by the way, you know, Laker fans I think have a couple different perspectives on this. Number one, if Phoenix ended up beating the Clippers, and you're one of those fans that wants to see the Clippers not win an NBA championship, then that might be also incentive to root for the Phoenix Suns. But I'm on the other side of it. It's like I flip-flop. It's just not healthy, Trav. I look at it this way. I look look at it as, okay, Suns beat the Lakers, so now I'm against the Suns. But then Suns are facing the Clippers, and all of a sudden (laughs) my Dan Marley jersey jersey is coming in, right? (laughs) But if they get past them – now I'm thinking about well, that's the team that also beat the Lakers again. So I, I'm very an emotional wreck here, just an emotional you, you, wreck. You, you might not be the best uh, example because you, you're, you're example. going too quickly. Carlo, the, close the Hawks, down the poll. We already got everything. That's it. We don't need anything else. Hawks finished third. They're just under twenty percent, and then the Clippers are in last at uh, about nine percent as far as people picking them. And, and here, here are some of the responses on Twitter. This is from Nair, and he and they say uh, Atlanta. If I had a gun to my head, uh, this is from twenty twenty Lakers champ. Your Suns one hundred percent. Ryan Racino says nobody. I think that's my answer that uh, wasn't on there. Um, Cambone had the same answer I did. Look, if I'm going to lose, I want to lose to the best. Ruben says the Bucks because it's Kareem's uh, original team. Crash Override says I'm not watching. Ichiban says none of the above. Everyone's and all over the th- place. Everyone is right. all over the place. And then there's this one, Melvin Martinez. The 11% of you that said Clippers disgust me. <laughs> okay, so Melvin, I, I, I think you are on the same page that I'm on, that if it's not 8. the Lakers, yeah. I just can't get there. Ty Lue throwing that out there the other day, Slee, that just it just went into a black hole. It just, well, that actually, did not get any traction at all. Let me say this. It made for a great conversation. I mean, for, for Sports Talk Radio, I, I mentioned this briefly in our, our conversation. So yesterday we finished our show, so then I'm going to do Lakers Talk. I do Lakers Talk, and it's actually kind of interesting because I spent time opening up the lines and telling Clipper fans, hey, call into the show. First of all, you should call into the show because – you're still in the playoffs and the Lakers are not, right? If there's ever a time to kind of pump your chest out, and it doesn't matter, you've never been to the Western Conference, you're in the Western Conference Finals. A lot of people, I think, you know, counted out the Clippers once Kawhi was out, including myself. I would say including you as well. So this was kind of their opportunity. This is what I learned yesterday from Clipper fans calling in. A, no, they're not rooting for the Lakers when their team is out. Right, so like, let's turn the page here. There, a Clipper fan's not going to say, "Well, we're out. Let's go Lakers." And then I kind of learned some stuff about why certain Clipper fans were. Everybody kind of had their own reasons. The underdog story, all that stuff. So it was, it was a little different. I, I think Ty Lue brought up something that we all know, but at the same time, uh, it, it started a conversation, a dialogue that I don't think we've had. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try a couple of phone calls on this. Let's start in Santa Monica with David. David, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, guys, yes, three quick points. Uh, Number one, my pick will be Phoenix because I'm uh, rooting for Chris Paul to get that championship. You know, he had punched his ticket as a Laker. David Stern threw a monkey wrench in that whole thing. So I'm really pulling for him to, to secure his first championship. Number two, 
Lakers need to find some shooters and fast. They need to find some shooters. It amazes me why these guys, when you get deep into the playoff, it's all about making your statement mark. And Kuzma didn't do it. These guys didn't do it. They, did, they didn't step up to the plate. You have to step up to the plate during the playoffs to make yourself even more marketable. If you want a higher contract, this is where you do it. This is where you put it down. Third point with Devin Booker and Kobe Bryant. I think uh, there's come a point in time where greatness does recognize greatness. And just kind of like Aretha Franklin handpicked Jennifer Huston to play her biopic role, I think Kobe Bryant had a moment where he said, you know, he recognized the greatness in Devin Booker and said, that's why he said be legendary. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if Phoenix doesn't come through, it's not, it's not a stain on Devin Booker because he's balling out. All it, all it tells, because Kobe didn't win every game in every series, but that, that's telling him, okay, I need to press forward. I need to do the things I need to do to continue to be great. And I think Devin Booker is going to do that. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Yeah, look, I, I get where it was headed. It just seemed terribly premature, right, Slee? It just, it just felt like let's not put that on Devin Booker quite yet, and let's not have Kobe associated with a guy that's in the Western Conference Finals for the first time. It just seemed like it was kind of disrespectful to both guys because Booker is great, and he's on his way to doing great things, but Kobe's 10 laps ahead of him at this point, and Kobe shouldn't have to have his name with Devin Booker quite yet. You can, I mean, you can, not yet. You can respect people's game. You could respect where they're heading. You could respect their career. I don't know if we have to make comparisons, and that's not a small comparison, right? Like, it's one thing you're comparing a player that is, I don't know, I, I, I don't even have a good, good player in mind, but find a player that is kind of on par where they were early in their career. This is what it looked like. I don't know if that's the best example. By the way, he said about Chris Paul, rooting for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I I get the whole Lakers got to go get shooters, no question about it. But they they got Chris Paul is going to have an option to decline his final year with the uh, the Phoenix Suns. That's going to be interesting, Trev. You know, I, I think there's going to be some players that are available that are been in the league for a long time, really later in their career. I don't know a guy like Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley. They're players that are going to be available that I think could be of interest uh, potentially for the Lakers. Hey, we've seen some older guys jump on some teams and get some immediate results. Tom Brady, LeBron James come to mind right out of the gate. So we'll definitely get to that coming up in just a little bit. But coming up next, it's the Bunch of Lunch bunch, of Funch of Munch. That's up next. Of it's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I need to read a, a quick tweet about you, Funch, before you get started because it's about you. You ready? Yes, sir. It says, you guys need to find Funches for his a cracker's a cracker comment. How dare he disparage Ritz crackers like that? So Come on, man. Me with your Ritz comment, and Duvel Jameson is also offended by your Ritz hatred. Man, I, I buy Ritz, and it like stays in my you know pantry for like two years. Funches. You know, I hardly o- even open it. Let me tell you something. You got to be careful with certain comments, right? I did not know there was a Ritz community that's out <laughs> yes. there that is not happy. By the way, how's it stay in your? How's it stay in the in the pantry or cupboard or whatever for two years? I don't know about you guys, but any of that stuff that's hanging around around 11 p.m. Gone. midnight, forget about it. Those things are <laughs> yeah. no chance. Yeah, they, they bear, half the box is gone before I even get it in the house. Oh, first, first, that, of all, that, that, first of all, saltine crackers have no chance. Anything in there has no chance at, at 11, 30, or 12. Well, I'm not going to lie. Ritz, Ritz and, and peanut butter, it's really good. Really good. That's not bad at all. All right, all right Punch, what do you got? All right, so with the NBA Final Four going on right now and the Tokyo Olympics literally one month away, we're starting That's to right. see commitments and decommitments for the, both the men's and women's uh, 
USA basketball teams. Interesting enough, Chris Paul just maybe 20 minutes ago committed to Team USA basketball, even though he's still in the playoffs. And he committed for the third time he'll be playing in the Olympics. Now, the one thing that stood out to me on a women's team is that they have Sue Bird and Diana Trirazzi representing the USA for the fifth time. Wow. Fifth time. And I also saw that Kevin Durant will be playing in his third Olympics. And see this sort of thing got me ticked off because I think if you played in two Olympics, that should be it. You served your country, you won, give someone else a chance to do the same. So guys, what do you think of my two Olympic rule for basketball? Travis? I like it. I, you know, I, I think it's it's an opportunity to to go represent your country, which doesn't come around all that often. And, you know, I think that there are very rare exceptions where somebody is talented enough over a long enough period of time to to make it on merit over over what would that be? At least a twelve year window. I guess it could be a nine if you catch it at exactly the right yeah. time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I'd be okay with that. I, I especially in a team sport like basketball. You know, if if an individual sport where you just qualify on a time or a height or or a distance or something like that, I think you go as long as you can. But yeah, I'd be all right with that. I uh, first of all, Trav, I don't know if you're one. That, do you watch it when when it happens? Are you watching these random countries playing the United States of America? Do you have any interest in it or no? Honestly, I, I do like the Olympics, but the basketball portion of the Olympics doesn't really. Get because me going it's, all that much because, because it's so it's yeah. not competitive. Is that what it comes down to? It, it, we have the best basketball players. There are other countries that are very yeah. good at it, but nobody's as good at it as us. We just don't always send our best guy. It doesn't doesn't move me really. Okay, I'm completely okay if somebody wants to keep representing their country and is good enough. Let's use KD as an example. What are you going to tell Kevin Durant? No, after you know two trips to the. Uh, USA Olympics and representing the USA. I, I, I don't know how you could tell these guys. No, I, I think I actually find it incredibly res- – I, Chris Paul is the perfect example. Chris Paul does not have to be doing this. Probably shouldn't be doing this. Also, he's going to be a free agent this upcoming year. You know, you kind of put a little risk there as he's going to try to mo- most likely opt out and get into another contract. I respect that they think, no, this is important enough for me to want to represent the country. I love that they want to do it, but if there was a rule against it, I wouldn't raise hell. Yeah, especially with the older players like Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are more susceptible to injuries, too. I just did not know either of you were so un-American. This (laughs) (laughs) is shocked. I've been called worse. (laughs) All right, what else you got, Funch? Every dog has his day. All right, so today is the 37th anniversary of the release of this movie. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. No mercy. That's right. Uh, Ralph Macchio's Die Hard (laughs) 2. Famous Karate Kid came out today, 37 years ago. Got me to thinking, have you guys ever seen the reboot with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, or Jalen Smith, or whatever, Will Smith's kid? Have you ever seen the reboot? (laughs) Uh, I have not. I tapped You guys guys know about it, right? I I know it exists. Yeah, I know know Um, it exists, too. I was out after Karate Kid 3 where he and Miyagi were rappelling down the sides of cliffs to plant <laughs> trees, and there was some well, guy gotta, with a, yeah, a but wooden there's karate this, there's body. A certain, there's certain um, climates for the trees, so I mean, it obviously made sense why they were doing now, it. We, it was some of the no, best it, 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 TV it, I've ever seen in my life, but please continue. I, yeah, 
karate fights. I don't need planting of trees. Let's let, let's stick to the script. So we've seen so many, you know, watching Cobra Kai like it's uh, the greatest uh, hit of all time, and he won't right. respect Karate Kid three. <laughs> so we, you know, no, we see, it was terrible. We've seen over the last ten years many reboots and remakes of t- old TV shows and movies, and this is something I would never like to see ever remade. Was Karate Kid? So. Mm-hmm. You know, what old movies and TV shows that you love, you know, back in the day that you would never want to see rebooted or remade, Alan? Um, I think one of the movies we already talked, I'm just going to think of like classics, right? From from a movie perspective, you can't like, you can't redo The Godfather. Like there's certain movies you just can't be like, oh, we'll just throw in some new people and we'll try it again. No, you can't do it. Now, would I probably watch it? I'd probably watch it. Um, <laughs> from, a, from a sitcom perspective... Probably Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think that I think that would be that's one of the few where they didn't try. Remember, they tried Saved by the Bell. And they did like College Year, whatever the heck they were yeah, doing. Yeah. Those were just awful. And they recently did one they too. Are awful. Yeah, they recently did one on NBC, and it's not that great. Mm-hmm. No, look, reboots are really tricky because the the reason we like those shows is because we liked them when we were at a certain point in our lives, right? Like the one that just popped into my mind. The show has been on the air in forty years is the Brady Bunch, and I don't ever want to see him do it again because it was perfect when it was. It was silly and campy and dumb, but it was awesome, right? And it was absolutely perfect in its time. We don't need to do it again. We don't need, like, come up with, there, there has to be more ideas, right? There have to be more ideas than let's take an old idea and repackage it and do it all over again. I Generally speaking, reboots or something, other than Cobra Kai, I'm not something in it. Cobra Kai is the exception that proves the rule. Okay, let, let's, let me, give me a second here. Cobra Kai can't be your well. This one passes everything. Like, yeah. No, Why it can't, can't be. It can't Why? because I'm watching it. You're watching it. But let's not use that as the foundation example of something that's been incredibly successful because of something that they did earlier. Let me just give you two names: Johnny Lawrence and Allie with an eye. <laughs> and I, you, you have a show with Johnny Lawrence and Allie with an eye, and you have a winning show. They, by the way. What is it right now? It's the year 2021. They yes. should all sign contracts to come back in the year 2061 and do it all over again because I'm here for that too. One as suggestion that I would never want to see rebooted or remade uh-huh. is Back to the Future. Even a one, a little part of me says, yeah. you know, I kind of want to see what they would do with Back to the Future now with today's technology and movies and stuff, but never should they ever do Back to the Future. Let's come up with some new ideas. Yeah. Come up with some new ideas. Like, I don't know, Sleep, putting some... Um, Statues out in front of Staples Center. LeBron doesn't get one according to Magic unless he gets another title. Is that good enough to get it, and does he still have more to do? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.